Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler, my name. People call me Cap, and I've got Joel with me, Joel Berizaki. Uh, we're involved in a Christian hit music station in Waterloo and Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and we just like to take a few minutes out of our week every once in a while to get together with you uh, and and talk about uh, God's goodness and the incredible grace that we're still learning so much about. Hopefully with some, some conversation and just sort of interacting with each other, we can learn just a little bit more than what we knew a few minutes ago. Yeah, that's right, Cap. It's good to get together. And uh, just... Um in case people don't know about our radio station, we mention it from time to time, but we don't make a big deal out of it. That's just kind of what it's what you and I do. Um, we've recently become what we, what we call a positive hit station. We play, uh, hopefully, music that is a source of something positive in people's life. And I've heard people over the years, when when they hear people talk about a positive station, well, you know, Christianity isn't always positive. I mean, we have bad things happen in life. But that's the whole reason why a radio station such as ours exists, is that there's a lot of negative things in the world. We want to be a source of positive things in people's life. And, and we think that the gospel obviously is a positive thing. It's good news. And when you and I get together, we hope that we can be a source of something positive in the listener's life as we talk about this good news, the, the good news of, of Jesus Christ laying down his life so that we could have eternal life. You know, um, we are living in a fallen world, and sometimes a lot of bad things do happen, sometimes to good people. No matter what it is you're going through, I hope that each time we get done uh, with our, our Growing in Grace program that you'll feel a little more reassured, more confident in who you are as a believer, uh, more confident in, in God, God's ability in you, and and realize that he's your friend and God is not against you. I don't know what you've done wrong or what problems you've got in your life right now, but God is your friend and he's no longer angry at you because of uh, some things that you may have have done wrong or maybe some things that you haven't done right. Uh, we can we can be freed from all of that spiritually, emotionally, and otherwise, and in some cases physically. You know, getting stressed out about certain things can cause physical problems, and I think God wants to see us free from all of that. And so, uh, so speaking of the, the the things that we do that that aren't right, I mean, there's there's things that we do in this life that that aren't right. But hey, speak for your, speak for yourself, Joel. <laughs> okay, I know that you're perfect. Yeah, well, you know, of yourself. I'm sorry, but I'm going to help everybody else here. I'm just, just kidding. Like me, <laughs> <laughs> perfect in Christ. That's what I meant. <laughs> Exactly, and that's 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 where the good news comes in. But before the good news came along, there there was some bad news, and that, of course, is that uh, through Adam, sin entered into the world. And and uh, the prophet Isaiah in in, uh, in uh, sixty four six Isaiah sixty four six Isaiah said, "All of us have become like the one who is unclean. All of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away." So that's kind of the bad news before Jesus Christ steps in. And I think today we're, we're going to kind of talk about that good news. First, the bad news is that we, we're sinners outside of, outside, of this, outside of Christ coming in and acting on our behalf. We were sinners, and there was nothing we could do about it. But the Bible 
the New Testament, in the New Covenant, we find so much good news that even though in and of ourselves we're unrighteous, God has come in and done some things on our behalf so that we don't have to, so that we're no longer sinners, but we are the righteousness of God. So we were looking through a few scriptures here. I was looking, I mean, we've mentioned one in Titus uh, several times in the past, and this is probably, you know, a lot of people say they have a, a life verse, and I don't necessarily have a life verse, one particular verse, but this is, I guess you could say, one of my favorites because there's so much good news in here. Titus 3, uh, 4 through 7, and it says that when the kindness... Now, take into account that apart from Christ, we were sinners, and all of our righteous acts were like filthy rags to God. Paul's letter to Titus, though, he says, but when the kindness and the love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, But because of his mercy, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. So there's so much in there, if you contrast it with the bad news, that we were sinners apart from Christ. But God, in his kindness and in his mercy, he did all of these things for us, so that we could become heirs and have the hope of eternal life. It's interesting, you know, when you started out reading that about Isaiah, where even the, the righteous things I do, even the, the best of the best that I do, still in God's eyes, from a, from a spiritual perspective, it's just, it's just filthy rags to him. And and so I sit there and I say, well, man, if, if the good things that I do are filthy rags, then, you know, is there any hope for me? Of course, I know there is in Christ. But the next question that somebody who's a believer may be asking is, well, you know, if if it doesn't really matter that my you know my good works are like filthy rags to God, if if if, if that's the case, then would it really even matter uh, whether I'm doing good or bad? And of course, there's a lot of people who who misunderstand grace and begin asking some questions uh, like, well, I guess I can just go out and do anything I want then, or you know. And then there's uh, some who are sort of legalistic who start thinking that we're giving people a license to sin. Right, and then. You know what what happens there is that the, the, the full message of grace isn't necessarily being taught or 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 understood by others. I I ran into someone a few weeks ago who who knew that I was, and I'll just quote, big into grace, and and I I don't think that this person really understands my understanding of grace. I think that this person thinks that I think of grace as a license to sin, just because he's someone who knows someone who knows me, and so he doesn't really know. <laughs> I'm confused. and it, I'm not confused about the Scripture. I'm just confused about you, Joel. <laughs> well, if you're confused about me, you're one of many. <laughs> but, no, but so he went on to say that, you know, it's something that I agree with. He said, you know, the Bible says grace teaches us to deny ungodliness and to live holy and righteous, you know, in, in this world. And the thing about the, the full message of the gospel is that it's it's powerful. The grace is the power of God in us. It's not just forgiveness. It's not just a legal declaration of justification. Uh, it's it's much much more than that. It's God's power in us to live a holy life and to live righteously. And it's also a covering for us when we mess up and when we do sin. But there's so much more to grace than, than just knowing that you're forgiven. 
Well, and going back to what you were talking about there in Titus, Joel, about not, not having established our own righteousness, but in Romans chapter 10, Paul said, My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. So we talk about people here who, are, who were under the law trying to do the best they could to follow the, the commandments, so to speak. And he goes on to say, I bear, I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, for they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. And he goes on to talk about that. And eventually, Joel, we get to that famous verse that we try to lead people to Christ with, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, uh, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There's some powerful stuff in there. They being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness. Right there we see... Uh, a contrast. There's God's righteousness, and then there's our righteousness. And as Isaiah said, our righteousness, which is through the law, which is through our own works, even our good deeds, are filthy rags. And so we've forsaken and we've forgotten all about God's righteousness, and we've tried to establish our own through our own works. And uh, earlier on in, in Romans, in the beginning, I think it's chapter 1, where, where Paul talks about the gospel. In the gospel, God's righteousness is revealed. And later on here in, in chapter 10, you find out that there's a difference between our own and God's righteousness. And in another place in Philippians, Paul lays out a case for his own righteousness. In Philippians 3, he says, he goes through this list of seven different things where he might have confidence in his own righteousness, in his own flesh. You know, the fact that he was circumcised on the eighth day, he was of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, concerning the law he considered himself blameless but he said these things that were gained to me i've counted them loss for christ he says he doesn't want to have his own righteousness but he wants to be found in christ not having his own righteousness but that which is through faith in christ and that would be the righteousness which is from god by faith hmm. and and you really hit one of the nails on the head one uh, a verse that we have talked about before that you just referred to romans 117 uh, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. This is like a cornerstone verse for the gospel. You ask people uh, what they think the gospel is, you'll get all kinds of different answers. But really what the gospel is, it's a mystery that's been revealed. It's no longer a mystery anymore. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the righteousness of God, uh, that's the, the, the revelation or the revealing of, of, of the gospel, which was a mystery, but has been revealed. And, and in a nutshell, that's what the gospel is. It's a, it's a revelation of righteousness. Not what we do, but by what God has uh, performed through Christ and our faith in that. Yeah, and uh, I know we've thrown out several verses today. I've mentioned Titus, uh, Philippians, Ephesians. We've gone to Romans and um, Isaiah. Just, I guess, to, to summarize where we, where, what we're trying to say today is that there's a difference between our own righteousness, our own works, which we do to try to please God, and God's righteousness, which he gives freely to us. We were dead in our sins. We were dead in our trespasses apart from Christ. Then Christ did come in, and he, he went upon the cross. He, put, he took our sins upon himself, 
And that is an amazing thing. We think we think about the lashes he took. We think about the whippings, the beatings. We think about his body being all bloody, and the palm, and the nails going in his wrists and in his feet. We think about that, but something even more tremendous that Christ did for us on the cross was that he took our sins, the sins of the world, upon himself. He took God's wrath. You know, God's wrath was completely poured out upon him while he was on the cross, and the reason he did that was so that we could become the righteousness of God. So there's a difference between our own righteousness and God's righteousness, which is freely given to us as a gift. Hmm. Well, that's good stuff, and it just uh, hopefully, you know, for those who are listening right now, I hope that you can at least get just a, a glimpse of this um, and, and grow in it, you know, growing in grace. That's what we're talking about, because as we begin to understand this, and as we have our minds renewed to the truth of this from God's Word, it will change your life. Not only that, it will help you to reach out to others in, in a more loving way. And, and I think a, a way that will help you uh, become more effective in communicating this good news to others, too. Yeah, man, that's, that's the truth, Cap. I mean, if, you, if you're living this Christian life thinking that God is down upon you all the time, never thinking that you can make it happen, never, you know, never thinking that you measure up, never thinking that God is pleased with you, it's going to be hard to even want to share the, the good news <laughs> with anybody else. But when you get your hands around this and, and grasp, the, the truth of the good news that that God has done all of this stuff on your behalf your job is to simply believe then you'll find the joy you'll find God's peace uh, like you've never understood it before and we do thank you for listening this week to Growing in Grace and we'll be back again with you next week You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.